Well, here I am doing a podcast all on my own this afternoon. Here it is Sunday when I normally do this kind of stuff on a Monday night, uh, you know, at 7 o'clock. I don't know, but lately I've just been sidetracked and um, been neglecting doing these podcasts. And uh, I will say before I forget, um, Pudge, my girlfriend, um, has got her own podcast now herself. Uh, it's over on uh, uh, Anchor, and she calls that Population 256, and I see she's already got some uh, listeners. Uh, she just put up her first podcast here a couple of nights ago, and I think it's like 10, 15 minutes long, just kind of, you know, saying who she is and introducing herself and explaining what Population 256 means. So, yeah, check it out uh, sometimes if you're on uh, Anchor. And I think once she gets going, of course, it's going to be across other platforms. And I think she's uh, sharing these over to Facebook on her page. So if you get a chance, check that out. But, uh, yeah, it's just me this afternoon. She's out doing some shopping and stuff. So I thought, I'll give this a whirl and see what happens. So I just made a list a couple of nights ago of things I've seen and just kind of want to talk about a little bit um i'm gonna go from one one extreme to the other there's really no rhyme or reason what uh is going on with this podcast uh at this time so try to keep up (laughs) right (laughs) but anyway yeah had uh well first of all um had a great time last night over at uh, some friend's house um gary and tammy uh longtime friends um we used to be in a band off and on together a long time ago, and he finally got out of it and had enough, and I've still been going at it, and I'm still at it. And um, But for a while there, I uh, quit playing because I just got tired of like bar owners and the way the bars were being run and not being able to play for you know two or three nights in a row. Pretty much got down to like one night, like a Friday or a Saturday, or or a Friday and Saturday, which was got to be kind of rare. So anyway, I gave up for a while, and then I got the uh, idea of uh, messing around with some backing tracks. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, karaoke. Yeah, I know it. But it's fun because I play guitar and I sing, and if I have some basic backing tracks behind me, I can sit here and play all I want and don't have to worry about arguing. And all the songs gonna go my way. And so, once I got all that down, figured out, uh, I went over to Gary's house and let him check out what I had going. And pretty soon, uh, he was on guitar, I was on guitar. We were over there at his place in a little bitty room lined up. And he had a small PA, and uh, he really went for it. Because, you know, he was just kind of tinkering around with his guitar off and on. And nobody to really work with it or anything, so... Once I figured this out, and like I said, we just lined up in his little office there at his house, and uh, Tammy eventually picked up the bass and uh, did a really good job taking a hold of that, and pretty soon the backing tracks were just drums, really, and maybe a little bit of keyboards, and of course she took over the bass part, and I took over guitar and lead, and Gary took over guitar and lead, and we both sang, and man, it uh, the songs kept building up more and more, pretty soon we were having little parties and stuff over at his place and a lot of fun and uh so yeah that's uh anytime i 
taking some time off like right now with this stupid covid crap going on where you can't even get out and play in a bar or anything i mean the band is still practicing like every other week just to kind of keep things going and learning new songs and what have you but um yeah i uh kind of went back over to his place there and kind of poked at him a little bit and got him wound up once again so now he's going to get all of his stuff up and running and so the nights i don't have to practice or anything just going to go over there and goof off and start this all over again so i don't know we'll see how it goes uh, it's a lot of fun either way and keeps me playing and keeps me up on the songs and what have you but uh yeah it's uh that's that so that's been my weekend so far that and just looking out the window window seeing how dreary it is it doesn't know if it wants to snow or rain or what but uh we're gonna get something one way or another usually in february if it's gonna get crappy and old mother nature gets mad before she leaves she dumps on us on in february it seems like so hey you know that's when nascar starts up too by the way <laughs> not that i watch that that much kind of like football i don't even watch football anymore it's just too much politics for me but uh, i don't want to get into politics crap so boom we'll go around that but uh, yeah, anyway yeah like i said uh, just get on the internet here and i find different little things here that gets my interest and i take little notes and i might say that i scribble a lot so i have to sit here and squint sometimes and see exactly what uh, i was thinking of when i wrote it down so i guess i could type this stuff up but uh, i'm just too lazy i guess kind of make it up as i go along as you can tell but yeah i came across something here uh somebody put uh, this up on a site and that said uh, too good not to share and this is number one um when uh one door closes and another door opens you're probably in prison boy ain't that the truth and uh second on the list here to me drink responsibly means don't spill it of course i'm uh, always saying that that's me me being a weekend alcoholic anyway which is kind of weird how somebody can be a weekend alcoholic um because the only time i really want to drink is when i'm up playing my guitar or standing up on stage most people have a nervous habit of lighting a cigarette up me i have to have a drink in my hand get that little bit of buzz going otherwise i don't have that self-confidence that uh everybody seems to uh think they have without having to take a drink but i've always been like that i think i kind of got that back when i first started playing guitar and uh the guy that uh, hired me into the band there he he'd already been playing around quite a bit but uh, he had a bad habit of taking old pizza boxes and writing the words down on them you know like one inch letters then he had a music stand right in front of him and of course he had like about a two inch thick pile of these boxes that were had dog ears on them because he used them so much and he knew the words to a lot of these songs but he just had to have that crutch and um yeah we'd be standing up there on stage and my buddy the bass player uh him and i was always giggling because he would we would end a song and then we just kind of stand there and he'd mumble some kind of little lame joke or whatever and then he goes shuffling through his cards of course we're just standing there twiddling our fingers pretty soon it got to the point where you know what i think i need something to drink so we just sit there and drink 
waiting for him to come up with the next song. And finally, he'd shuffle through one and let out a little bit of a chuckle. And it's like, okay, let's go. And then we take off with that song. Same thing after that song was over. So I just got in a habit of like, I'm not going to just stand up there staring off into space. Everybody's looking at you and whatever. So, hey, just take a drink. Get a little buzz going. Pretty soon you get comfortable. and That's ah, all no big deal. And fast forward to right now, still doing the same thing. It's like, um, I let's see, we played, well, we practiced, what, last week? Yeah, last week, last Friday. And while we're practicing, of course, I had to have a drink. And uh, the practice is over with, and I haven't had nothing. I will say uh, I was over at my buddy's house last night, Saturday. And, of course, we're playing music and what have you. So, bam, here I am drinking. But I won't drink now until we got to practice next week. I have no ambition to. Never was like that. I, I don't know. I mean, how would you categorize that? I mean, am I like... Like I said, a weekend alcoholic, or is that just an excuse? Whatever, I don't know. But I tell you what, it takes me through Wednesday to get over any kind of a hangover. I know that. That's about an average. <laughs> so, I don't know. So much for that. But uh, anyway, let's get back to this little list here. Let's see here. It says that age 60 might be the new 40, but uh, 9 p.m. is the new midnight. Uh, so true. And you don't even have to be 60 to be like that. Of course, again, I hearken back to playing on weekends. Um, the way bands are now, well, the way they used to be, uh, you'd start at 9, 9.30. You'd be done at 1.30. And, of course, the bars would have to be closed by 2.30. And I don't know if you were really rocking there, you'd play right up till 2 o'clock and piss off the you know the workers because you know they've got to clean up and everybody's still in their way and what have you there so um yeah about 215 220 all the to-go orders are in and of course you continue drinking out in the parking lot or wherever <laughs> you want to partake the drinking further drinking and then you stay up till daybreak and then uh you know, sleep for most of uh, the day. And then you get up and do it all over again. But, uh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it used to be you know, 9.30 to 1.30. And then it backed off, uh, you know, and that's if you played on a Monday and a Friday. Heck, there was times I played from Wednesday through Saturday. Or Friday through Sunday. And um, not even thinking about it. You know, you get to set your equipment all up the way you want and knowing that uh, you don't have to break down each night. But now, the way it is, is, yeah, you, you play one night um, pretty much. Go in there, set your stuff up about an hour or two earlier. Get ready to play. You play. Uh, sometimes you start at 8. Seems to be the norm. 8 to, wait, 8, I don't know, till midnight. And, uh which is, I guess, kind of cool because at midnight, now you can go off and do something else. But um, I don't know. Then, you know, then you got to break down that night, more than likely, to get out of the way for somebody else who's going to be there on a Saturday night. And, uh, yeah, it just gets to be a drag. It gets to where you don't want to put up all the little cool lights and the detailed stuff to make your band really look and sound really cool. That's the way I am anyway. I just, you know set my basic stuff up and be done with it and 
you know, play that night and hope for the best. But, uh, yeah, that's just pretty much the way it's gone. And now with this stupid COVID crap going on, it's hit and miss to be able to play at all. And um, I don't know. Like I said, it's uh, supposed to have this vaccine coming out here pretty soon, but they're saying it's not going to be until the middle of next summer before things really take hold with this kind of stuff and i don't even trust that shit so i don't i don't know i mean i've already had it back in october caught this nasty thing um caught me off guard i know that it's no fun that's for sure just think of it having a really bad case of the flu and then doubling that up i mean when that hit me let's see here it was uh sunday night i kind of felt a little weird didn't think much about it. Monday morning rolled around and uh, my head's spinning. I'm having uh, really bad sweats. I mean, just sitting there, sweat was just running off my brow. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And I didn't have any kind of, uh, you know, my head didn't fill up with anything. And my chest was not filled up with, you know, like a typical cold where you, you know, you're, you're wheezing and stuff like that. But I was just... Um, really dizzy and yeah like i said uh, getting into these uh, cold sweats really bad and uh, you know i let that ride i still went to where i drive a semi truck so that was interesting so monday night and tuesday night rolls around and then well i mean tuesday morning rolls around and it's really bad i mean i'm really feeling bad and i tried to call in but were lacking in help and i didn't want to tell them what i thought i might have which is i know pretty selfish but i wasn't sure because you know it's, it just felt like a, a, a flu or something which i get every once in a while not too often and uh man, i still went to work and then it hit me they uh, no taste no smell but there was a smell I can't describe it, and you can't get away from it. It's a, just the nastiest smell in your head. You can't get rid of it. And then when you try to eat something, it's like taking a mouthful of salt. It's a, it's like a real metallic, nasty feeling, and that lasted a couple of days. And, um, yeah, and I just getting these, these fevers, really bad fevers and, and cold sweats, and I don't know eventually that started going all the way but i was still having a little problem breathing and i don't know maybe a week or two after i got it uh all that went away and i'm doing just fine and no problems so i don't know i'm one of the lucky ones you know i don't have preconditions you know the underlying problems so my body was able to fight that stuff right off but i don't know it's crazy stuff and I, I don't even like talking about it but getting back to the original subject um yeah the uh, playing in the bands um, um starting at eight o'clock now and just playing till midnight and um, of course now that we got another shutdown that's ended so here i sit <laughs> looking for something to do just do my daily work and uh you know for the best so i don't know it's it, 2021s can only be better it can't be no worse than it is right now so 
case of Rasserai, I guess, huh? So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that that's... I want to read a couple of more off this little list here. I was having fun with this earlier. There's like 21 of them, but I'm not going to bore you to death with them all. But uh, you just, you know, it's like uh, when someone asks you what I did over the weekend, I just kind of squint and ask, why? What did you hear? <laughs> I've actually said that before. In all seriousness. Because, <laughs> you know, you get all buzzed up on the weekends or whatever. And, I don't know. People look at you a little strange the next day. It's like, gee whiz. You was having a good time last night. I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know, okay, the second thing on my list here. I'm going to get away from that stupid little thing I was just reading. I just thought it was kind of cute at the time. But uh, now we're going to jump over here to Brian Johnson, singer for uh, ACDC. And uh, he talks about why he always wears a hat while he performs. I do the same thing. I got to have a hat. Everybody knows me. I always have a hat on. I've always had a hat on even before I played. You know, it's just my thinking cap. It's just it's something I can hide behind, you know, with the, it's a baseball cap, what I normally wear. So I can kind of put it down over my eyes a little bit and hide under the brim. <laughs> just kind of have my little getaway but uh, he said uh, it was an interview with Planet Rock and he said he began wearing hats while performing back when he was with a singer uh, for Jordy and uh, the band he was in before joining ACDC and I remember that back in the 80s when I was just uh, figuring out the guitar and stuff there I don't know why but uh, I had that album Buddy left a bunch of them. A friend of mine left a bunch over at my place in a big box. Albums. Oh, I sure wish I still had them. But they got destroyed by just sitting out in the garage and, you know, just weather and everything got to them. But anyway, Jordy, I remember that. And uh, there, was a, there was a song that we were playing in my back room. Like I said, we were just starting, you know, just learning chords. And I don't know why, but... Just Like a Woman is the name of the song off of that album. And we played that till we were blue in the face. I mean, just we just didn't know anything else. And then next thing you know, a couple of years later, bam, ACDC. He's the lead singer for him. But he said, uh, he said the hat thing started, and he goes, I'll never forget, I used to play the working men's club in and around the northeast of England, and uh, he'd really rock. And it was a grand little rock band called Geordie. Ta-da. Just what I was talking about earlier. And I used to sweat because they didn't have any air conditioning. And in the winter especially, the clubs were full and they'd have the heating system full up. And he said, because it was really freezing outside, and he said, I always used to sweat my hair. And all the sweat used to uh, go in his eyes and sting. He said, and he continued, and my brother Maurice uh, was there one night. Uh, he was there and he's just sitting there. And he said uh, he got himself a sports car that he bought and uh he got a sports cap sports car cap with it you know there's just just a little cap and then he said we're halfway through the set and i was sitting and having a beer with him and he said hey your eyes are red and, he go, and i said i know it's all the sweat he said and he goes yeah put this on so uh he put that on he tried it out and, and uh he said, because uh, in the north of England, everybody wore caps, you know. 
after the war and all that. It was a kind of uniform for the Geordies and Yorkshiremen and people like that. And I wore it for the second half of the set. And I went, this is marvelous. It's brilliant. And bam, he gave him the hat and the rest is history. So there's a little something for you. Yeah, take it or leave it. <laughs> but uh, okay, number three here on my little list. Um, let's see here. Here we go. I was uh, checking out a, a page here on the internet. It's called Vintage Rock. And it said, uh, Best of Rock, 10 Comeback Albums. And so that kind of got my curiosity a little bit. And it said, uh, let's see, uh, an episode of VH1 Classics, that metal show had Eddie Trunk and the boys attempting to cobble together a top five list of best heavy metal comeback albums. And uh, this guy says, while I agree with lots of their choices, I wanted to expand the list to include artists that fall into the vintage rock category. So here's his top 10 comeback albums. And I probably won't get through all 10 of them, but ah, we'll start out with Ozzy Osbourne, Blizzard of Oz. He said, uh, counted out as an alcoholic and drug addict. No one could have uh, foreseen the, that former Black Sabbath singer Ozzy Osbourne would uh, begin an amazing soul run. Starting with uh, this 1980 album, I remember when that came out, we'd be listening to that on the way to the the bars there where we had to play at. And this little unknown dude named Randy Rhodes there just blew that album away. It was pretty cool. And he said, uh, Blizzard of Oz went platinum and spawned now legendary Ozzy Osbourne hits like Crazy Train and Mr. Crowley. To this day, it uh, and its follow-up, Diary of a Madman, remain high-water marks in the singer's storied solo catalog and i believe it his early stuff was amazing and unfortunately randy rhodes took a little flying trip during one of their little stops and um his buddy was showing off a little too much there and they clipped the bus and flew right into a house and killed them both and uh, man that's crazy stuff i tell you a lot of these um you know big names and stuff are somehow involved with aviation plane crashes cause it i don't know but um there's another one here uh david bowie let's dance this is the 1983 album that featured a relatively unknown stevie ray vaughn included the hits china girl and the title track and uh, saw Bow uh, bowie embark on the serious moonlight tour the biggest of his career at the time but as the thin white duke opened there i was looked over out over the, these waves of people who were coming to hear this record played live and thinking, I wonder how many Velvet Underground albums these people have in their record collections. I suddenly felt very apart from my audience. So success, uh, as we have often seen, uh, even in the face of a softer comeback in the usual sense, can be an uh, extra prickly spider from Mars. And that uh, might explain why he isn't... Uh, touring behind his 2013 comeback album the next day of course he died sadly wow Ooh, was it about two or three years ago four years ago man time flies then of course my favorite band aerosmith i've seen them in their ups and downs and um lost interest in them just like everybody else around the 80s there when perry and uh, whitford 
finally had enough there and drugs took over and uh, made a mess of that band that's for sure um but anyway aerosmith pump which i really didn't care for that album too much but bad boys from boston who reformed the original band two albums previously and uh, he said i agree with eddie trunk gun with mirrors is a seriously overlooked album aerosmith album and they enjoyed hits with Ragdoll and Dude Looks Like a Lady from Param- uh, Permanent Vacation. MTV had come calling and the Toxic Twins, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, were then clean and sober and touring for packed houses. Lots of fans and critics acclaim, alike claim Pump, the band's 89 album, truly put Aerosmith back in the saddle with hits like Lovin' in Elevator, Blah Blah, and Janie's Got a Gun. I kind of gave up on them after they figured out, what, 36 tracks, which means... They put all kinds of crap, you know, horns and strings and all kinds of overdubs in there. I like their earlier stuff. Actually, I like their first album, which was Super Raw, Aerosmith, Dream On. Uh, Their second one, Same Old Song and Dance. And uh, the only other one that I liked out of all that was Rocks. And that was just a super clean album right there. You could really hear them. They really shined on that. And then after that, you know, that's when they <laughs> hit the rocks, so to speak, and took them quite a while to uh, straighten out. Joe Perry took off with the Joe Perry Project. And Whitford St. Holmes, was uh, he took off with that uh, angle. Whitford St. Holmes, uh, Whitford, Brad Whitford and uh, Derek St. Holmes, who sang on uh, Ted Nugent's early stuff. Those two did one album. And I bought it, and I thought it was pretty good. You could tell who the the real craftsman was, and uh, Brad Whitford there with the, the chord styles and the way he played and everything. He just never got enough credit, I don't think, for all the Aerosmith stuff out there. But, uh, you know, that's just personal thoughts. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I think right now I have been doing this whew, for 26 minutes. And I'm probably just going to have to cut it off here. Sorry, folks. I didn't go through that list all the way. And there were some other things I wanted to really talk about. But I like trying to keep these podcasts around a half hour or so so people don't fall out (laughs) too much trying to listen to it all. So I do appreciate everybody listening to this. Uh, We do have quite a nice little following from all over due to the analytics that I keep up with through Spreaker it allows me to really check out who's listening where and and, you know where they're coming from and all so I'm really happy with that and again and I keep saying this I want to do these Monday nights starting at 7 I was doing live for a while and I don't know it's just one of them things there I just kind of fell out a little bit and I just seem to have podcasts when I feel like it now which was today for instance (laughs) but anyway Thank you, everybody, for listening in, and uh, we'll talk to everybody later.